welcome to the Inside and Beyond podcast, and I'm your host Natalia Fomichenko. Today with me is an amazing wellness coach, Marisa de Caesar. She runs her yoga studio in Sayulita, Mexico, and organizes spiritual experiences, including meditation practices and cacao and rapé ceremonies. She's also a tantra facilitator. Marisa, thank you so much for coming, and I'm so excited about our conversation today. Thank you so much for having me here and asking me to share with you. Marisa, how did you decide to do what you do? How did you end up in Mexico? Yes, yeah, so this is a great question. And first, let me say that I didn't so much decide it as this path kind of just chose me and engulfed me uh, into her. So the way that I started was first just coming to Mexico and being here and um As I spent more time here in this place, I found myself at a uh, Bufo Alvarez ceremony about one year ago. And this kind of changed the trajectory of what I do and who I surround myself with. And the friends that I now call family have been mentoring me and showing me and sharing with me these ceremonies, including the cacao and the rapé. And as far as the studio goes, um, that kind of just happened by chance. I was practicing yoga for many years um, to heal myself, to heal my spirit, my soul. And after practicing for about... Um, two years professionally and then since I was 16 just on my own um, when I came to Sayulita it just so happened that the studio space was open and you know one friend told another friend which led to me being here and running the studio so it kind of so happened to end up that way and everything that I have started including the tantra cacao The studio and yoga have all happened not with the intention to share with others but with the intention to heal myself and then eventually it came to be that I would share it with the people around me. This is so beautiful so it started as a healing journey for yourself and then it transformed to heal others that's beautiful you mentioned that you're a tantra facilitator what is it about great so tantra is a beautiful science that encompasses many different aspects of life uh, it's often confused with just sex um which is not true. However, Tantra does work with sexual energy. So our sexual energy is also this creative energy um, that lies within our first and our second chakras. And this is kind of what I like to call our life fuel energy. It's what fuels us. If you think 
about it. There is no other energy that is more powerful than this because our sexual energy is literally what creates life. Um, so it's also used for work, creativity, these things. So when we are able to channel our sexual energy for things outside of just sex, we find that we have more energy we can focus better on the goals that we're willing to achieve in life. If you can imagine being as focused on work or creativity as some people are so focused on finding a partner, um, this is what we're trying to do is to transmute our sexual energy into other aspects of our life while also at the same time knowing that we are divine beings and respecting that everybody else around us is also a divine being through appreciating all of the pleasures of life, not just sex, but food, um, walking down the beach, smells, tastes. So all of the senses uh, can be just as pleasurable as when we're having sex. That's interesting. So essentially it means really rechanneling the sexual energy to be able to create other things and to be able to notice other things in life that makes you happy. And how exactly do you do that? How do you channel it? This can be done through many different ways. Um, it can be done through breath in activating the Kundalini, which lies at the base of our spine. Um, again, at the base of our spine is, is our root chakra and our second chakra is just right above it. So this is where the sexual energy is and where the kundalini starts. And as we breathe this energy up the spine, we're then breathing it into other chakras, other areas of our body and allowing it to move freely through our body instead of it just staying at the first two chakras or even sometimes leaking out of the first chakra. So we want to keep it free flowing throughout our entire body and also through spinal movements. So those can be movements that we do consciously um, through yoga or just playing with our spine or what I enjoy doing personally uh, to work with this is to go out dancing. Um, so dancing is a super beautiful way to move our body and to get not just the kundalini moving, but that creative energy moving as well. So I oftentimes tell clients of mine to even as homework to go to salsa dancing or to just go dancing um, in a conscious way, not just going dancing and drinking and, you know, party, party, but like, uh, which is fine too. But if you're doing it as, as my Tantra homework, I encourage that it's a conscious <laughs> kind of dancing, you know? <laughs> and conscious dancing, does it mean thinking about energy and kundalini while dancing or what do you mean by conscious dancing i mean just respecting your sexual energy as you're dancing so respecting yourself respecting your body and your mind and not doing 
anything that you think would interfere with the path in it that you're trying to create for yourself. That's what I mean. Let's talk about the spiritual experiences and ceremonies that you organize. And I was lucky to attend one of these. It was a cacao ceremony and I absolutely loved it. Can you shed some light on what is the role of cacao here besides the fact that it's really tasty? <laughs> so the role of cacao is the indigenous um, and myself believe that Each plant has a spirit. So anything from cacao to mushrooms or Santa Maria, marijuana, they all have, have a spirit. And so the spirit of cacao is known as a great heart opener. When we take cacao with intention, um, there's a difference between taking cacao just kind of you know, very quickly and not thinking so much about it. The same with any other plants and taking it in a ceremonial aspect where we are channeling in our ancestors. As you might remember, um, the facilitator Balam was bringing our ancestors in with us to come to watch over us as we took in the cacao and to call in the spirit of cacao. So what that means going back to how it's a heart opener is that it really allows us to feel this love inside of our body to the community in the circle of the cacao ceremony. It can be done alone. You can have a cacao ceremony by yourself. However, we know that gathering in a group is group healing and community healing as we're all kind of opening our hearts uh it's much more powerful and much more beautiful to feel this energy from the people that are next to you in ceremony i definitely love the fact that we were all together and it was truly noticeable that the energy was tremendous there I remember there was also rapé. Can you explain to our listeners what it is exactly? I remember I was a little frightened to do it for the first time. Rapé is a beautiful plant as well. Um, and this is one of my favorites. Now, traditionally, cacao ceremonies do not typically have rapé in them. We did this in a very non-traditional way while still respecting the original traditions as well. But rapé is a tobacco, it's like a ceremonial snuff. So it's pulverized tobacco. It gets ground up into a little powder form and it is administered through a wooden long tube through the nostrils and once you take one side you must take the other side of the nostril it's a commitment so to balance out both sides of the body balance out the feminine and the masculine side as well and once rape is administered it goes 
through the nostril right up towards the penile gland, which is where our third eye is. So rat bay is great and a beautiful tool for inducing meditation. It's legal, very safe to take daily. I usually administer it to myself whenever I'm feeling like I can't get into meditation. If my mind is just too monkey mind and I have been sitting for a while and I feel I can't get there. So you're saying that once this powder gets into like straight to the nose, into the area of pineal gland, which is normally associated with a third eye, it activates it somehow. Um, how does it do it? Is it the plant itself that activates it or the power that it's blown with? How does it work? I believe it's a combination of both. And I believe it's also the spirit of the plant. Just like cacao opens our heart. It's just the spirit of the plant, just how tobacco gets administered. Of course, there's a little bit of a logical reason for this because it's obviously getting blown up the nose and through the nose it comes up to where the third eye is. But again, I just also believe that it has to do with the sheer power of the plant spirit for centuries the indigenous believe that these plants are intelligent they have their own consciousness and the way that these plants talk to us is through ingesting them or by using them and this is how they speak with us and share their knowledge with us that's super interesting so in fact the tantra works through our lower centers and chakras cacao works through the heart chakra and uh, tobacco works through the pineal gland which is also a chakra yes the the rapé not not so much just tobacco like if you're smoking i don't believe it it works the same way as the tobacco of rapé does whenever it's taken through the applicators Speaking about spirits and, and spirituality, you mentioned that you've recently been on a spiritual journey yourself. What was this journey about? Oof, yeah. Um, to try and put it very simply, I embarked on a plant medicine journey, which was very different than my yogic journey. And this was very eye-opening for me in, in many ways. Once I got out of the experience, the first thing I did was go to the facilitator and said, will you please show me more? Will you please teach me? And he had already had a student at that time. He had already had somebody that he was mentoring under him. But He decided, okay, if you want to learn, it's not my decision whether or not you can. What was this plant? This was not a plant. This was actually a toad medicine. So this is called Bufa varius, and it's native to the Sonora Desert, which is in both Mexico and the United States. This is based on DMT, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, and it's a very short experience, maybe only 20 to 30 minutes long. Um, so it's not very long like peyote or uh, psilocybin. So it's, it's very short. 
super short. Mm-hmm. And from what I I know, it is taken from a toad, like a toad's some some parts of of their bodies is or or skin. Is that right? Yes, it's the gland of the toad. So it's actually the toad venom. So they like squeeze the venom out of the toad and then it gets smoked. So you're not licking any toads or no toads are actually <laughs> present ever at the ceremonies. How long does it last? About 20 to 30 minutes usually. Mm-hmm. So it's very fast. Yes. Yes, very fast. So you wanted to, to learn more about this. Yes, so this kind of whirlwinded me into a very good friendship with uh, the people that were already administering this medicine. And it is what created the the bond between me and Balam, which you have met. Balam is an artist and a musician who also played for us in Sayulita during that ceremony. Yes, he's a medicine musician so he goes around to different ceremonies and he plays music since then i had just been working in service so not working for money not working for anything else besides just kind of uh being in service to these medicines and so i would just go to attend ceremony and be there to hold space was pretty much the entirety of my my duties there. Not ever was I giving medicine or administering it or anything like that. I was just there to hold space for the participants and even occasionally for the facilitators themselves. Because as you can imagine, giving so much of this energy is sometimes taxing. So in longer ceremonies, such as like psilocybin, I have a mentor who she works with both psilocybin and bufalvarius in the psilocybin ceremonies. It's sometimes just helping her prepare food or getting something for her so she doesn't have to leave the circle, these types of things. And through this experience of constantly being in ceremony since December completely altered the way in which I view and walk through this reality. It's hard to have two feet in this world whenever you know that there is a whole nother one that is just as real, but um, a bit harder to access, right? So knowing that these two planes of reality both exist and are both just as valid, it's kind of like walking with one foot in the spiritual realm and one foot still here in this earthly realm. Uh, And this all somehow still ties back to Tantra, which is basically experiencing the pleasures of this reality while knowing that there's a higher consciousness or energy or universe or whatever you want to call it uh, that that exists so you're saying that essentially what we see every day through our senses it's 
a one type of reality and then once we are able to go through the help of the medicine into an altered consciousness state it is a different reality it's not so different as it is just enhanced in in the way that i like to explain this is actually through a very popular man named Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I believe whenever he said that you can have heaven heaven on earth, you know, he says this at some point in the Bible. Not so much that God is going to come down and bring heaven down to earth, but that this is now how you see this reality. There's two different ones. There's ones where you're constantly preoccupied in these earthly things such as materialism, your work, your house, your finances, the things that essentially keep you alive here, right? And then there's the other side to looking at it. And that's through these eyes of like, okay, I am living in this divine reality everything is going to be okay just as it is right now because i know my spirit or another spirit or the universe has my back so you're just kind of trusting in what the universe has to offer you rather than trying to control everything through these kind of earthly ways to control it I don't know if that has sense. <laughs> That's very very powerful because it essentially suggests that we can remove so much pressure from our shoulders by trusting that it's not only on us that the world depends. There is actually a higher power that is moving us into the direction that we are supposed to go for certain lessons maybe for certain experiences and we just need to trust that everything is going to be good and we will learn what we are supposed to learn on that journey exactly it's a balance it's a balance between the two so exactly that what is your plan now having been exposed to this enhanced reality and and doing so much work helping others to go in this spiritual awakening what is your plan going forward my goal is to allow other people to know that it's okay most people that come into ceremony or come to any tantra workshops are dealing with some sort of past trauma some sort of experience that they might consciously remember or unconsciously be suppressing and we see a lot of this coming up you know and it saddens me a great deal but also makes me very happy that these people are so brave to come and so my plan is to just keep doing this. If the universe puts me on a different path in a different city, then I will go. But for now it seems as if great spirit, the universe or whatever you want to call it has positioned me here in Sayulita and has given me a great opportunity to have the studio here. And when I was 
when I was confronted with this studio that I originally did not seek out or go to find, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it, but I knew that I had to share what I knew. And so that's how the cacao ceremonies came about. I said, we're doing cacao ceremonies here. We're doing some type of ceremony here. I'm going to keep working with Tantra here. I'm just going to keep sharing what I know, but also allow the space to be opened to other healers in the area. So my goal is to create this space that allows any healer to come in, share what they know, and allow the community to come in and to heal themselves as well and people that are visiting. And if one day my path leads me down to sharing medicine, then I'll accept that offer too. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing and best of luck in your journey of healing yourself, helping others and creating space for everyone to essentially find a better version of themselves and realize their full potential. Thank you. Thank you.